Good morning, wet shavers, coffee lovers, and podcast listeners everywhere. It's Mark with georgetune.com. It's time for another second cup. So grab a cup of coffee, kick back, relax, put on your earbuds, adjust your speaker volume, and let's talk some wet shaving and a few other things in podcast form. In case you didn't know, Second Cup is a podcast that will give you some additional information that didn't make the Monday morning mailbag deadline. This might be something that is time sensitive. For instance, a sale that could be ending before the next three MB airs or a piece of late breaking information that viewers have passed along that is equally time sensitive or something else regarding the wet shaving world that needs to be broadcast in a timely fashion. And we'll also have some time to chit chat and discuss some other things like coffee, movies, streaming shows, books, that sort of thing. So thanks for tuning in to Second Cup. And I hope you subscribe to the podcast where you can also find episodes of the Monday Morning Mailbag in podcast form. I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. We'll get the show underway in just a moment. Thanks for joining me. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Monday, February 6th, 2023. It's another Second Cup podcast. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. I got to tell you, uh, you may know this by now that I, I record these Second Cup podcasts on Sunday, Sunday morning into Sunday afternoon, that sort of thing, because it features late-breaking information and uh, other items that come about after the Monday morning mailbag has been edited and uploaded and in place, that sort of thing. And it really is the perfect vehicle for gathering up some little little bits of information that uh, viewers and listeners will pass along. And we've got some great stuff uh, today to share with you that came in at the last minute, which is why uh, this podcast was created. But anyhow, the reason why I mentioned that it's Sunday is that Bill Murphy, viewer Bill Murphy, sent along some recipes, and we featured those in today's Monday morning mailbag. And there was a three-ingredient pot roast, the three-ingredient pot roast recipe that he sent along. And I am making that right now (laughs) in my crock pot slow cooker. And the scent that is in the kitchen right now is fabulous. It It is wonderful. My gosh, I am so looking forward to this uh, Sunday meal. Uh, believe me, try this recipe, this three-ingredient pot roast. Uh, the scent is just awesome. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, having that Sunday, uh, Sunday meal today. I'm going to make some whipped potatoes and also have some uh, golden corn. Ah, oh, you know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be great. So my thanks to Bill Murphy for passing along the recipes. Um, I hope you uh, get a chance to uh, visit the link where you can download those recipes from Bill Murphy in PDF form. Uh, So I just want to remind you of that. Well, we got some great information this morning. I wanted to uh, share with you some late-breaking information that came in from Bill Murphy and also Mark Bagwell. Coincidentally, they sent along similar information. Mark Bagwell sent along a post that was on Facebook from uh, Robert Chipola of Hoffman's Shave and Soap Company. And on that post, Robert wrote, still taking pre-orders. Based on current pre-orders, I'm pretty sure this will sell out. 
Happy shaving, peeps. Well, what is this? Well, Bill Murphy wrote, Hi, Mark. Here are a few new items coming from Hoffman. Space Boy Shave Soap. Sounds like something I will definitely buy. Have a great day. Thanks, Bill Murphy. Yeah, Space Boy Shave Soap. What is Space Boy Shave Soap? This is what Mark Bagwell was, was referring to. Space Boy Shave Soap. Four ounces, $21. All right, this is a February pre-order. Space Boy is a root beer ice cream float dream. The scent notes are root beer, vanilla, and ice cream. <laughs> How about that? And we've talked about the W.M. Newman & Company Old Fashioned Soda, which is a root beer scented shaving cream and shaving soap. They never seem to have it. Uh, in stock when you're looking for it. The aftershave and the balm is already all, always sold out, as is the shave soap or the shave cream. And I was lucky enough to get the uh, shave cream, and it is marvelous. If you like a root beer float, old-fashioned soda is terrific. But here's another one from Hoffman's Shave and Soap Company, Space Boy Shave Soap. This is a uh, root beer ice cream float. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's going to sell out quickly. So I will have uh, links to that below so you can, uh, you can check it out. They also have another shave soap called Black Hollow Shave Soap. This, this again, is four ounces, $21. Uh, this is the alter ego to our Red Hollow release, a wonderful chocolate and amber gourmand scent. Uh, and the scent notes are milk chocolate, amber, musk, vanilla, woods, and mild spice. Uh, they also have uh, the Bayou Shave Soap. Again, four ounces, $21. Uh, as they write, this is our homage to New Orleans and the great old South. Lazelay bon temps roulé. I can't speak French or Cajun. That is as best as I can get. Check out the product page and you'll see that little phrase there. The scent notes are tangerine, bergamot, floral, chili pepper, musk. Yeah, really, really neat. Now, regarding Space Boy, they have what they call their intergalactic trio set. Then you have to check out the artwork on, on Space Boy. Uh, really, really a lot of fun. But the intergalactic trio set, uh, you'll understand. When you look at the artwork, you'll understand why they call it the intergalactic trio set. Um, they are including in that set for $80 uh, a four-ounce Space Boy shaving soap. And it's a tallow-based soap. 100 milliliter Space Boy aftershave, uh, one ounce Space Boy EDP parfum, and upgraded ship time and free shipping. So check that out, if you will. That sounds absolutely wonderful. So my thanks to uh, both uh, Mark Bagwell and Bill Murphy for the heads up on the pre-order items uh, at Hoffman's Shave and Soap Company. I will have a link to that pre-order page. Bill Murphy very kindly sent that along. Thank you again, Bill. Thank you again, Mark. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Really, really do appreciate it. Have you heard of dermaplaning? Are you familiar with dermaplaning? This is something new to me. Tim Whitcup very kindly sent along a link to uh, the Leaf website, leafshave.com. They're famous for the Leaf Shave Razor. Uh, and they have a dermaplaner kit. Now, what is dermaplaning? Well, I did a little research online, and I found an article from uh, cosmopolitan.com. 
Uh, and they write, if you regularly fall down a beauty TikTok hole like I do, then you've probably already stumbled upon the magical world of dermaplaning. The cosmetic treatment where a dermatologist or esthetician gently exfoliates your face with a scalpel. Sounds intense, but it's actually painless, quick, and effective at removing dead skin cells and peach fuzz to leave your skin looking brighter and softer. Now, they ask the question here, is dermaplaning the same as shaving? No, dermaplaning is not the same as shaving your face. Though they're very similar, dermaplaning delivers exfoliation along with hair removal. Uh, now, uh, it goes on to say that this is something that uh, you make an appointment for and uh, you see a dermatologist or other professional that does this sort of thing and I guess the, uh, the, the procedure is done once a month, three to four weeks, something like that, and it's primarily for the ladies. Well, Leaf Shave has a derma planer kit for $59. And as they write here, uh, on their website, uh, an all-metal, zero-waste kit for removing peach fuzz, maintaining brows, and exfoliating skin with an earth-friendly footprint. Home dermaplating is growing in popularity, but the available tools are either wasteful, single-use plastic, or high-priced wands with expensive blades encased in plastic. The same problems that plague shaving razor. Our mission is to change the way we groom and maintain our hair, so we've designed a better tool for dermaplating with none of the plastic. You're going to love it. And I will link to the uh, dermaplaner kit. Again, it's $59. This is something new to me. It's primarily for the ladies, although there is other, some other information online where uh, men might use a dermaplaner uh, a dermaplaner uh, tool in order to do a quick touch-up uh, in between shaves, I guess. I'm not entirely sure. This is, again, this is very, very new to me. If you have any additional information regarding this process and procedure, please email me at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and I'll share that with the viewers. But my thanks to Tim Whitcup for passing this along. Again, dermaplaner kit, $59 from the folks at LEAF and uh, I'll have a link to it, and it looks like it's primarily for the ladies, and I will also link to the Cosmopolitan article and this other article from wingitcosmetics.com that discusses dermaplaning for both men and women. So thanks very much to Tim Whitcup for passing this along. I really do appreciate it. There you go, folks. I'll have all the links below. Mark Bagwell sent along something very, very interesting regarding Listerine. And he writes, this is a page of very old Listerine ads. Uh, the ad is nestled between paper ads from the 1930s, so I'm thinking it's from that time period. Listerine, a mouth rinse composed of a mixture of essential oils, was created in 1879 and was originally formulated as a surgical antiseptic. In spite of its known antimicrobial properties, it was thought of as a product in search of a use and promoted as a deterrent for halitosis and as a floor cleaner. Well, Mark also included an image or images of some of these ads uh, touting Listerine as an aftershave. 
This is from the 1930s, the 1920s and 1930s. Now, I'll get to as to why I didn't use this on the Monday morning mailbag and why, am I, and why I'm using it on a second cup in just a little while. But let me describe the ad to you. Uh, the ad here features a gentleman in top hat and tails, a, a close-up of him. He's in top hat uh, and tails uh, on the left side of the, uh, the, the page. And on the right side of the page, there's an image uh, of the same man in hospital bandages in a, a hospital bed. And it says, this or this, feel well and keep well, use Listerine after shaving. The safe antiseptic exhilarates the skin and guards against infection. And it goes on to read, Do you want your face to feel cool, refreshed, and exhilarated after shaving? Do you want to get rid of that hot, burning sensation, that raw feeling that so often follows a shave? And more important, do you want to feel sure that no dangerous infection from a razor scratch will threaten your health and possibly your life? Then use Listerine, full strength, after shaving. Pour this golden liquid into the cup of your hand and douse it on the face. Immediately, you will feel your skin tingle, which tells you that the tiny nerve centers and blood vessels have been stimulated. Soon after, there steals over your face the coolest sensation you have ever known. The skin feels like a baby's, soft and satiny. Don't forget that when you use Listerine this way, you are automatically taking care of the danger of infection because Listerine used full strength is a deadly enemy of germs. Though safe to use and healing to tissue, it kills germs, all types of germs, within 15 seconds. Germs are uncertain things. On some people, they seem to have little effect. On others, they develop infection, which, running a swift course, results in sickness and sometimes death. And these tiny germs often gain entrance through small wounds left by the razor. Why run the risk of infection? Why not apply Listerine after every shave? It is worth using solely for the protection it gives, and it is doubly worth using when you realize how fresh, clean, and exhilarated it leaves your skin. If you haven't tried it, do so the next time you shave. And while you're making your toilet, don't forget to gargle a little Listerine. As you know, it puts your breath beyond reproach. And uh, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the ad right there touting Listerine as an aftershave. How about that? Now, uh, the reason why I didn't use the image is because I don't know who owns these images. I don't know uh, where the copyright resides. And I, I, I have to be rather careful uh, on YouTube when using other material uh, whether it be images or videos, that sort of thing. I have to get permission uh, in order to use them. Let me give you a, a, a little anecdote. Uh, I talked about the uh, ShaveWell uh, fog-free mirror. Remember that? It was, uh, it was the, um, uh, the ShaveWell uh, fog-free travel shower mirror. And uh, this was a, 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 ter it's a terrific little item. Uh, and you, it has a little suction cup, and it's plastic, and uh, it's fog-free. You just run it under the hot shower water, and uh, there's no fog on it, and you can just suction it to uh, the side of your shower wall, and you can do a shave in the shower or a head shave. I use it uh, when I, whenever I head shave. It is very, very useful, and it travels very, very well. It's rather compact. Anyhow, in talking about it on the Monday morning mailbag, I contacted the company the ShaveWell company. 
They have a video on their Amazon product page, and I contacted them and said, can I use that video on the Monday Morning Mailbag show? It would be absolutely perfect. And they said, sure, go right ahead. And they sent me the video, and uh, I used it in the Monday Morning Mailbag, thinking, well, I've got permission to use it, so nothing is going to happen. Well, uh, the Monday Morning Mailbag debuted that morning, and a few hours later, it was blocked. It wasn't, it wasn't there anymore. And I got a notice from YouTube saying it was a copyright infringement. And I thought, why is there a copyright infringement? They gave me permission to use it. Well, here's the problem. They allowed me to use the video, but they had purchased the music that ran in the background from some sort of um, independent uh, music creator. And that person had a copyright on their music. And they didn't receive a fee or a payment from me to use that music with that video on the Monday morning mailbag. I'm, 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 I'm assuming that was the case because they're the ones who said, hey, I have a copyright on that music, and, and they did not ask me for permission. So uh, YouTube blocked the video. But they also gave me some editing tools where I could go up there, remove the music, and then the video would then play. So if you go back to that particular video, you'll see the video of the uh, Shavewell mirror play, but there's no sound in the background at all. And uh, that's because I did that edit on the fly online. Uh, and in looking back, I should have probably done my own vocal narration under that video or perhaps acquired some royalty-free music to play in the background. Uh, something along those lines. So that's why I'm, I'm somewhat careful when it comes to images that folks send me. Um, I'm not so sure if I can use it. And, and these Listerine ads, I'm trying to find if they are uh, royalty-free, copyright-free, and then I can use them on the Monday morning mailbag. Uh, some other viewers have sent me these great, great photos of Frank Sinatra shaving, the Beatles shaving, you know, before they give their concerts. And these are great, but these are copyrighted images, and I have to find uh, who owns that copyright and ask them, can I use this on, on the show? I recently used an image of Paul McCartney uh, on, uh, on the program, and that came from um, a video. I wasn't able to use the video of Paul shaving in his boat, but I was able to kind of do a zoom and kind of get around it to kind of a gray area, that sort of thing. Even then, I think I was taking a bit of a chance. But it seems as though uh, because I didn't play the music video and show the music video in full, that there was no copyright infringement or anything like that. All I did was just take a, a still frame from that and zoom in and just discuss the razor that Paul was using in that music video. And I think that was okay. So you kind of see here what's at play. Um, you know, sometimes it's okay. Other times it's not. It depends on who sees the video and if, hey, that's my image or, hey, that's my music. You know, and I don't want to do anything that is going to violate someone else's copyright. Being a cartoonist myself... I understand that. So I try to take the utmost care when I'm doing something like that. And again, I think the uh, Paul McCartney uh, video, uh, I didn't use the video. I just did a zoom in on the razor. So it's not really stealing that intellectual property of the video or the music video or the actual, the actual video full frame. Uh, I'm using just that, uh, a couple of images there. 
and uh, I think that was okay uh, in doing that. Uh, at least I, <laughs> at least I hope it was okay in doing that. Maybe someone will hear that and go back and you know block that Monday morning mailbag. I, I don't know. I hope again. I hope that was okay. But that's why I didn't use Listerine ads in the Monday morning mailbag. I'm trying to determine if these are royalty free or if there's a copyright owner and I need to ask permission. But some great, great information regarding Listerine as an aftershave. So thanks very much to Mark Bagwell for that. Really, really do appreciate it. Viewer Rodney Ripplinger checked in and he wrote, Hi Mark, I'm coming around to your way of thinking on Badger brushes. I've got three from Body, two 20 millimeter and one 24 millimeter, three banded, a biggie. It's nice to have them, but what are they really good for? Uh, if I bowl lather with them, it doesn't work very well because the soap goes up into the brush. If I were to face lather, they claim you shouldn't splay the bristles out on your face because it is hard on them, the bristles. So they are only to be used like a paintbrush. If I've got good synthetic brushes, I can do everything without all the hassle. Now, uh... That is somewhat true to a certain extent, Rodney. I have found from the viewers, and the viewers were very, very helpful with this, that a badger brush is more of a finesse shaving brush. Yes, uh, I bowl lather primarily with badger brushes. Simon Hazanov's viewer, Simon Hazanov's very, very kindly sent me a silver tip badger brush. Now, this was a homemade uh, project, the DIY project that he did. And he purchased the silver tip uh, badger brush knot, and then he affixed it into a, a yakky handle, and uh, he very kindly sent that along to me. He also sent another one that we gave away uh, in a prize giveaway uh, recently. Anyhow, um, I found through uh, viewers' comments, and they were very, very helpful, that yes, you use it as a paintbrush. If you're going to face lather with it, you don't splay it out. You use it as a paintbrush. You, you use a back and forth motion on this in order to build that lather. And it works very, very well that way. And the, the same thing is, is true with bowl lathering with a badger brush. My experiences with bowl lathering with a badger brush, and this goes back a ways. I haven't used the silver tip for bowl lathering. And now that, now that we're talking about it, I'm going to. However, uh, the early use I've had with a badger brush was um, one from Viking's Blade, which was a very good badger brush. It wasn't silver tip, but it was a very, very good badger brush. And I learned kind of early on um, that uh, it is better for bowl lathering. Now, I didn't know why at the time. I just used it that way. And I got some very, very good results. Although, when I moved over to a synthetic brush... I could be a little more heavy-handed, a little more robust with it, let it splay out, build a lather. They were great for face lathering. And that's why uh, in my videos you hear me talking about a badger brush for bowl lathering and a synthetic brush for face lathering. And then I just came around to the thinking uh, to, to thinking that, you know what, synthetic brushes just work great for both bowl lathering and face lathering. And that's really what I use primarily, with the exception of that silver tip badger brush. That's a wonderful, wonderful brush. And I, I enjoy uh, pulling that one out and using it. And it, it is more of a finesse kind of approach with the shaving brush, much like you use a light touch 
with a razor and let the razor do all the work. It's the same thing with a badger brush. From what I have, uh, I have found, that you just use it to uh, uh, paint on the lather, use a lighter touch, because if you push that brush into your skin or into the bowl, it's going to eat that lather. It's going to drive that lather into the base of the nut. You want to keep it towards the front of the nut, towards the top, the tips of the nut. Uh, that's what I found. And if you use a little more finesse and a little bit of a lighter touch and a painting motion uh, in both the bowl lather and on the face, you will get a really, really nice lather from a badger brush. Uh, so really, um, the synthetic brushes have come so very, very far. And there are uh, animal cruelty issues with badger brushes and that sort of thing. So uh, I think synthetic uh, knots moving forward are just going to be dominating the market. Uh, and uh, who knows, badger brushes might be a thing of the past. But if you do have a badger brush, uh, just know that it's, it is a painting motion. It is a lighter touch. It's a little more finesse. Uh, and my thanks to all the viewers and listeners out there for passing along uh, those very, very helpful tips and tricks because that's how I learned how to use a badger brush from the viewers. The viewers are absolutely fantastic. And um, they have really um, passed along some great, great information. So my thanks to them. So Rodney, that's kind of my view on badger brushes. Now, he goes on to talk about, Rodney, that is, goes on to talk about uh, a gentleman that he watches on uh, YouTube named Pegleg. I don't have a, a link to his channel. If Rodney passes that along, I'll be very happy to pass that along. And Rodney writes, this fellow does something in his shaving routine that I'm adopting. After his shave and before applying any balm, witch hazel, or aftershave, he washes his face with any leftover shave lather that he has. In doing so, when using an artisan soap, he is replacing many of the oils he has removed by getting a close shave. He then leaves the soap on his face for a short while so the good ingredients can sink in. I tried it and it works for me too. You know how you can sometimes feel a little stubble yet after shaving? That goes away after an hour or so? Well, I use Wet the Face's Nordic Skies soap, and that sensation was very much diminished or non-existent when I washed my face with its lather. I left the soap on my face while I cleaned my bowl, brush, and razor. Then I rinsed off and then applied balm and aftershave. I like this method, as I always hated not using the surplus lather I had left over. Now I can honestly feel I'm not being wasteful and get a benefit too. Rodney. Rodney, hey, thanks very much for this. This is absolutely fantastic. Really appreciate you passing this along. And uh, we've had this before uh, from viewers about using that leftover lather to wash your face, but you're giving some additional information and additional reasons to do so. So thank you very, very much for that. Really, really do appreciate it. So there you are, folks. If you don't want to be wasteful uh, of that excess lather that might be there, hey, go ahead and use it uh, uh, after you're done with the shave. Wash your face once more. Let it sit on the face. Let it kind of drink in because there are some great, great skin food ingredients in with these artisan shave soaps. No doubt about it. Rodney, thanks very much for passing that along. Really do appreciate it. Now, before I get out of here, I wanted to recommend a movie to you. It's called Night and Day, and night is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, and you'll know why as you uh, watch the movie. 
Uh, it stars Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, and it's directed by James Mangold. James Mangold uh, happened to direct uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which was a terrific, terrific movie. And this movie is wonderful, night and day. It is a terrific, terrific action-packed thrill ride. Well, that's how they describe it here on the Amazon page here. It's available on Amazon Prime. And uh, as, uh, as they write here, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz star in this action-packed thrill ride that will keep you on the edge of your seat. When a small-town girl named June, Cameron Diaz, meets a mysterious stranger, Tom Cruise, she thinks she's found the man of her dreams. But not only does she discover that he's a fugitive super spy, she's thrust into a scary cat and mouse chase that spans the globe. Yeah, that summarizes it perfectly. It was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed the action and the interplay uh, between uh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Really, really a terrific, terrific movie. Uh, Again, a lot of fun. And uh, you'll know why it's called Night and Day, Night with a K. Uh, as you watch the movie. Uh, Just really terrific. Tom Cruise was terrific in this movie. Again, a lot of action, great performances, memorable lines, some twists and turns. Really, really a lot of fun. A great popcorn movie. Check it out. Night and Day, starring Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. And that wraps up another Second Cup. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I sure hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please share, please subscribe, and pass it along to a fellow wet shaver or friend. My thanks to everyone who contributed to today's show. And I mean this sincerely. Without you, this microphone would be silent. If Second Cup or the Monday Morning Mailbag aren't showing up in your regular podcast feed, please drop me a line at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and we'll try to get it all sorted out. So again, thank you all very much. I look forward to getting together with you again on these podcast airwaves. Until then, enjoy the day, enjoy your shave, and enjoy that second cup.